This week in the huddle, I shared a conversation that I recently had on the Dad Central podcast. On the Dad Central podcast, I had a great conversations with the hosts, Drew and Ed, and we talked all things dad related. We talked about habits, how the lessons from sport, how it's impacted my journey into fatherhood, and really how the principles of sport can set you up to succeed in every area of your life, whether it's your health, your relationships, your finances, or just overall quality of life. So as I like to remind you every week in the huddle, your mind is like a parachute. It works best when it's wide open. So my challenge to you right now is to go all in on the conversation, to remove any distractions and get laser focus on the here and the now. And I guarantee you, you will gain a valuable nugget of wisdom that will not only help you succeed in sport, but more importantly, in the game of life. What is up, everybody? Ed Gow Jr. here from Dad Central. And to my other side, I don't even know what side he's on right now. Is Hey, Drew, what's going on? Another edition of the Dad Central Show. And yeah, it is another edition of the Dad Central Show. And yeah, well, one of these days we will get the direction correct in the video. But uh, for the audio, it's, it's no big deal. Uh, what's going on is I'm coming off Thanksgiving and enjoying a weekend of gratitude and feeling um, very blessed, I'd say, um, just to have the opportunities that we do have. And yes, there are always challenges, but um, I think it was great opportunity to enjoy some family time and enjoy uh, being grateful for what we do have. So yeah, I'm feeling good. Looking forward to this conversation. I think that'll really help as well. Excellent. 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 So what is one thing you're grateful for then? Oh, well, I'm so grateful for my children. Um, we're, We're talking about you know, tools to raise common successful kids. I'm grateful just to first seeing their growth, seeing the the personalities just emerge and amazing characteristics that I'm like, wow, where did that come from? But uh, it's a real, I'm really grateful for them. <laughs> okay. So before we get into our convo today, as always, the Dad Center Show is sponsored by Doveman Plus Care. Doveman Plus Care believes care is the best of a man. And because when men care for themselves and others, there is a positive impact. Absolutely. And thank you, as always, to Doveman Plus Care to provide the support for fathers and their families all around the world, not only through this show, but in all the things that they do. So we have another, well, it's not, for some of us, it's not a new friend, but a gentleman you've known for a while, I'm getting to know him a little bit better. So who do we have on our show today? Well, today we're going to be speaking with JT Tsui. Uh, Actually, he and I lived together way back when in our oh, undergraduate days. So there's a, a good connection there. Oh, okay. We're not divulging anything about back then. That was a lifetime ago. Uh, but he's okay. uh, he's an author. 
He's a father. He's a, a former educator. Uh, now I believe he's working with Football Ontario, doing some great things there. And as a, a coach, he's got a variety of things. We're going to let him introduce himself and tell you a little bit more about his mission. But really excited to have him on the show and hear about his fatherhood journey and some of the great things that he's learned along the way, but can also share with our audience. Well, let's bring him up, JT. I didn't know that, that you would, uh, you know what? Well, that's another show. <laughs> that's another show. How are we doing today? Great, Ed and Drew. Uh, you know, thank you for allowing me to hold some space with you and just, uh, yeah, just surround myself with strong and powerful leaders like yourselves. So thank you again. Thank you, JT. Why don't you tell our audience a little bit more about yourself? And you, you, we were talking before about your, your mission and um, the things that you're doing now, because you've had some transition in your life in, in the past few years. And so tell us, tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself now. Yeah, no, thank you very much. Uh, pretty simple. I, my name is JT Sui, and I am on a mission to show other people what's possible when they go all in and truly bet on themselves. And this is a mission that I hold near and dear to my heart. It's something that I strive to do at home with my beautiful wife and kids. It's one that I serve when I go out and I'm working with my private coaching clients, you know, when I'm speaking, when I'm writing, or, or simply even just being here with both of you and, 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 and sharing my lived experience with that central community. So uh, that's my mission, and, and I, I do my best to live it out every day. You already have a question it, ruminating and going in my mind already. You mentioned about all in. What was the decision like for you going all in to become a father? Yeah, no, that, that's a great question, Ed. Um, you know, when I think back to it, I think like many fathers starting off on the journey, I think it felt like that was the next logical step in the progression, right? That you get married get a house, you know, you have kids and you just, you, there's a certain logical progression. Uh, it wasn't until I realized of what I truly, who I truly wanted to be as a father, where I felt like I went all in. And like many of, of the fathers listening, many of the, your listeners that support other dads, it's a, it's a long life journey filled with ebbs and flows. Uh, so I think to answer your question, Ed, I would say I went all in on Mother's Day of 2016 because I just had a glimpse of what I didn't want. So I knew something needed to change in my life. Okay, fantastic. I wanted to get that question in now because I may, my, my alleged mind may forget it down the road. But okay. Drew, back to you. Well, let's just pick up maybe one more question on this theme and then maybe we'll, we'll progressed to maybe getting a little bit of the backstory, Justin, how you, mm -hmm. you know, how you got to that place. Mm -hmm. So what does it look like to be all in then as a father, or as you said, Mother's Day 2016, what did yeah. that decision mean for you? Like, what did that look like? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, I, I think of the word around this idea of like a committed decision. And, and for me, a committed decision is where you cut off any sort of plan Bs or, or taking the road that you've already been on. So for me, going all in is choosing to, to take the path moving forward 
And it's not always easy. It's not always safe and comfortable, but it's just knowing that that's the only path forward in order to be the man that I was always destined to be. Nice. Fantastic. Do you want to continue or you want me to follow up? Well, I, you know, we like the conversations and I, I could pick up on that. Um, but let's let's start and get a little bit of the backstory then, mm-hmm. JT, and yeah. sort of where things all started for you. So we'd like to know, like, what was life like grow, for you growing up? Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, life, uh, life was interesting. And like everyone listening to this, uh, again, my lived experience has been filled with ebbs and flows. And I've realized that one of the biggest ahas I've had in the last two years on this journey is learning to celebrate all parts of the journey, not just the sunshines and the rainbows, but also those challenges, those obstacles, that adversity, because it's made me into the the person I am today, the strong and powerful man I am today. Uh, So again, through that journey, again, I've seen what I don't want, right? Like observing, you know, what, my upbringing with, my relationship with my parents, how they chose to uh, sort of wander their, their, their own journey has, has given me glimpses to what I don't want. It's also allowed me to see what I do want. Uh, but like any parent, I think our, our intention really is to give our own kids a better experience, right? To give them, you know, a step forward than where we had to have things maybe a little bit easier than we did. So, so that's what the experience has been like. And obviously we, we could dive into all these different ahas, but that, that's what I would probably say is, is it, it's really given me a glimpse into really celebrating all parts of my past. Okay. So it sounds like there are parts of your past that could be painful or challenging mm-hmm. that maybe even created some barriers for you in the process of getting to the place where you are now, where you want to celebrate all parts of it. Is there anything that really stands out in your mind that was a real barrier for you as you started on this journey to going all in? Yeah, no, and that, and that's a great question. I would say my relationship with my biological father was one that it's, I would say in the last five years, it's really challenged me to, to look at my life and really sort of figure out, you know, okay, here's what's happened up to this point, but what happens going forward is completely up to you. So I think it's been this ongoing journey, this long life journey of observing it, you know, and, and early in the journey, it was more like, I see exactly, I want to be nothing like you. And, and, but again, I've realized that those feelings of frustration, resentment, of anger, although they had helped me to create some wins in my life, they got me to a certain point and that was it. Where it's been able to discipline my mind to be able to look at, you know, my relationship with my biological father and really sort of like, what am I seeing in him? Like, like other people, I, I, I've, I've come to learn that other people are just a mirror. Of, of you. So it's really being able to observe him, see how, see the parts of him that maybe I don't want to be like, the parts of him that I do like, and then really, again, making decisions right here, right now that better serve me to be the husband and father that I want to be. So 
um, yeah, my own journey with my biological father. I want to jump in here. You mentioned up until five years ago. Mm -hmm. Are you comfortable in sharing what was the turning point? Because it seems that it was something before those last five years, and it's been something different after those five years. Yeah. You know, I think back to, you know, I, I referenced the Mother's Day of 2016 was a big aha. Uh, that was a day where, fast forward, I have a job interview the next day, 24 hours at my quote-unquote dream school, this, this opportunity that I've been waiting for years. Probably I had even secretly wanted to be for like 15 years. And then all of a sudden you're being, I'm being rushed to hospital by my loving wife on mother's day of all of everything. And you're sitting there laying in a hospital bed and thinking, you know, it just is like, you're 30, you're 35 years old. You're laying in a hospital bed now with a, a suspected appendicitis. And it just really prompted me to start asking questions like, you know, what happens the next time I come in here? If I have it, am I leaving? You know, do you want to leave your beautiful wife to raise your kids by yourself? Do you want to leave two young kids at home fatherless? So, so it's really one of those days where it really prompted me to start. Uh, you know, from up to that point, I did a lot of this blaming, blaming at, at that point. You know, my my biological father for all the quote unquote mistakes and all my challenges and tribulations. Where finally I had to start learning to point the thumb within and really look at myself and start loving myself tough and, and asking myself some, some challenges that forced me to go within. Drew. Yeah. So it's, I don't think we can jump off of that, that point there because it, it I remember in our last conversation with uh, Cam, that he talked about a situation that happened with him in early January 2022, where he had this aha moment as well. And it was about his health, his well-being. He was trying to do it all, be all things for everyone. And his doctor basically said, it's stress. You're overloaded. You need to take a break. And so that prompted some similar reflection for him. And he started to make some changes. And so uh, maybe you can talk a little bit about what were the changes then that you began to make? I mean, you did say around looking at yourself as opposed to blaming, but what other like changes did that look like on a day-to-day -day basis? And then how did that relate to your ability to be the father that you wanted to be that maybe you weren't being? Yeah, no, that that's great. And I love that question because it prompts you to reflect back on what was it like to start that journey. And for me, it was a fairly lengthy process. Like I was down and out, right? in laying in bed for probably close to two months just recovering. And, you know, as someone who had been a high quality athlete and coach and phys ed and active type, you know, some of those normal vices, I, like I, I wasn't able to get up and move my body. I wasn't able to do some of that. So really, I really used that this time as an opportunity to start reading more and, you know, started like books that enriched my life that it, it presented new ideas and that prompted me to start listening to podcasts around different thinkers and, and, and bringing new ideas into my, into my world. And as I slowly gained back, you know, my strength in my physical body and, and my mental and emotional wellness was growing stronger. Then I started to integrate some 
daily workouts before school, like first thing in the morning, here's 15 minutes to move my body. And it just felt easy to me. And, and just as a, Again, someone from an athletic phys ed type background, you know, moving my body was an easy way for me to create, to sort of calm my mind. And then from that, it, you know, then you start to, as you go along the journeys, you, as that becomes your norm, then, you know, start to integrate you know, some breathing practices, some mindfulness, and then the journaling. So it's quite a, kind of been this long life journey of forming a new habit, which then, you know, as, as that forms and that behavior turns into a habit, then it's stacking another one. How has that changed my ability? I think it's one of those things where I've come to learn. A great coach taught me this, that when you doubt yourself, work on yourself. So, so it's really helped me to understand that there is value. The more time and energy I invest into myself, the better able I can be to help and serve those around me, my family, my clients, my friends, like yourselves, and, and just be a shining light in this world. Mm-hmm. So what practical things or actual tangible things did you begin to see maybe in your kids or in a relationship with your partner that let you know, hey, what I'm doing is actually working and that's why I'm going to keep on this path? Yeah. So the one thing I would say at home was that up until that point, my wife felt like she needed to parent me as well. You know, I, I was feeling very lost and confused in my, you know, what am I going to be doing with my life? And I felt like she felt she needed to pick up the slack. So she's parenting our young kids, but then she's also trying to parent me. And then, you know, because I'm feeling lost and confused, you know, I'm showing up maybe in a way that's very reactive as a dad, you know, I'm feeling more frustrated, more irritated, more of that. So then she's having to sort of, you know, almost overcompensate for that because, you know, dad's just, you know, acting in a certain way and, and she was doing that. So what I would say is in my relationship uh, and, and my wife and I got to a point to where we made a decision, like, are we doing this together or are we kind of split in our own ways? So, so, so the beauty is we've kind of got to the edges of our relationship and realized that we do want to share this life together. Now, when we're strong, then what we've been able to do is it's been able to create a sense of calm and peace at home, which then translates down to our kids. So, so the benefit really has been it's, it's made our marriage more loving, more joyful, more peaceful. And then through that, it's made our rela- my relationship with my kids more, more loving, joyful, peaceful. And the byproduct has been having more calm and confidence individually, which is actually allowing us to really celebrate you know, this, this life together uh, in a, in a, in a bigger way. I'm going to jump in here. Cause, uh, you, I was, I didn't say still or were an athlete. I don't know how to put it. So, so are you still, can you still, you're still an athlete. So I wanted to know, and many dads out there and fathers out there have athletic pasts. Mm-hmm. I want to know how being an athlete has impacted and influenced your fatherhood journey. Mm-hmm. So I'll share with you a, a, a powerful question my wife asked me once on, on my journey. And she said to me, how is it that you have worked with hundreds, if not thousands of young men, but you struggle so much to relate with your son? And it was one of those questions where there are a few people in my life, but my wife has an ability 
to ask me a question and just ask me in a way where it's like, you know, it's not necessarily what you want to hear, but she knows. Most, most good partners have that, <laughs> that, that intuitive side to them. And it's made me really, again, really reflect on what actually helped me become a successful leader, you know, as a coach, as a teacher, as an educator. And, and really, how can I bring more of those qualities to my relationship with my kids? So, so what it's helped me to understand is this idea of being empathetic. Is that with other people's children, there was this well-formed habit of being empathetic, of actually, you know, asking them questions with a curious mind, you know, prompting them to like figure out, you know, really building those bridges of trust with them. Like there's a certain level of patience that I had with other people's kids. And, and for me along my journey, that's been one of the saving graces for my marriage and my relationship with my kids is learning how to be more empathetic, to practice more patience with them, with my wife. But more importantly, I've learned that when I practice patience with others, what I'm actually doing is I'm practicing patience on myself. And, and again, it's one of those things that as I become more patient with myself, it's allowed me to actually be able to help and serve those around me better. Strong point. I fully believe that if you want to be better for others, you got to be better to yourself first. And then there's that fine line of you don't want to be selfish. You want to be selfless. Mm -hmm. So definitely, Drew. Yeah, well, <clears throat> you've done um, quite a few things in your career uh, post-education. Um, one of the things is you've written a book. I see it right there behind you, a book titled You Are Greatness. You've become a coach. Uh, you've mentored people. You're now involved. You've done – now you're moving on to speaking. You, you're involved with football and terror. So it sounds like things have been busy on this journey that you've been taking. You've probably had a lot of – uh, maybe even ups and downs. Actually, in fact, I remember, I think you also took your family on a pre-COVID, a little, little trip around the world for some um, life experience, you know, like life teach you the lessons as opposed to school, like for a while. So you've been doing a lot. Yeah. So my question is, how do you balance that being a dad, family life, your career, your health and the other parts of your life? Yeah. And that's a great question. And it goes back to what Ed was Share like, and, and I had, so let me preface this. I had a great mentor that shared with me, you can't manage time. You can only manage your activities. And that is something I often come back to because I, I ask myself sometimes, are you managing your activities well today? And again, some, some days I do it better than others. And that's part of the journey. So I, for me, it's really been about getting clear on what activities move the needle, what activities allow me to best serve the mission. And, and, and for me, it's learning to, I, I, I need to be selfish with what I'm giving my time and energy to activity wise, because that allows me to be more selfless to help and serve more people. So, so for me, the first thing I do in the morning is I invest time and energy into my daily study, right? And again, there's a part of that process, you know, where it's part reading, it's part writing, it's part movement. So again, it's this very holistic approach to integrating spirit, mind, body. 
the reason, you know, as, as, as Ed so clearly articulated is you can only give to others what you already have. So for me to be able to have that common piece to start my day, then I can go out in the world and, and share that common piece with others. So, so I find that the ability to, to quote unquote, be selfish so I can actually be selfless later in my day has been a game changer for me. Nice. Excellent. Do you want to continue on? Yeah, well, let's talk about this then, Justin. Um, you've mentioned a, a couple um, challenging points, but what has been your greatest challenge as a dad? The greatest challenge I've had as a dad is coming to the realization and, and developing the awareness that of just how critical, right? Like, I wasn't myself, right? So, so I look at it as judgment. And for me, just from, from, from what I've learned on my journey, judgment can show up in some different forms. It can show up as blaming others, complaining about others, criticizing others. And, and what I've learned from that is that those behaviors do not serve the man I want to be. And, and for me, it's becoming aware that the behavior of, of critical, like with myself, with others, with my kids, with my loved ones, just with others in general, who, who may be just, again, at a different point on their journey. So, so for me, that's really been the challenge. It, it's, 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 it's changing that and being more encouraging of others, right? It, it's learning. And, and as, I, as I said, my challenge has been that in the past, before having the aha, I was acting very critically to myself. I was acting very critically of my wife, of my kids. And, and it's, I've sort of seen from my own lived experience, watching my own parents' journey of where that could lead. So then it's a matter of embrace pain. It's, it's, it's a learned behavior. Like any behavior, it's just repetition. So you tend to unlearn it with consistent and focused repetition. So it's just learning to, to come from a place there where I remind myself that to fill my heart, and I don't mean this heart, I talk about my subconscious heart with love because love is just, uh, is a powerful cure to any ill in life. So, mm. so that's what I feel like has been, has been my greatest challenges, shifting, shifting that habit. JT, you communicate with lots of different people, and I'm sure some of them are dads. Mm -hmm. Do you ever have conversations with other fathers? And if you do, do they share with you some of their challenges? Yeah, definitely. And, you know, one of my, my favorite questions, I know you had a, a great conversation with our mutual friend, uh, Derek Grant. And Derek and I actually just spent a, a couple of days meeting in Scottsdale a few weeks ago. And, and Derek actually helped me see a, a great question. And, and he, the first time we met, he actually talked about how's life treating you these days? And it was interesting that that simple question is one that it's powerful because people will give you some insight into where their perception is, right? And perception is just a higher conscious faculty. It's a mental muscle, but you can really start to see uh, their, their lens of the world, right? Their, their point of view of where it currently is. So, so I feel that 
when when you have that question and you come with a curious mind and you're open to actually actively listening and it's here, people very honest, if you built that bridge of trust, will open up their heart and they'll share with you what is holding them back. And but but again, it's 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 setting the intention that you're coming with a curious mind, that you're asking with an open heart. And then by you opening up your heart, it gives permission to other people to open up their heart back to you. Interesting you say that, JT, because one of the questions I ask a father many times when I first have a chance with them to, to share with them or them share with me, more importantly, is I ask them, how's their heart? And I know that you and Drew are the athletic types. I'm once in a while. Uh, that, And when I, they tell me, yo, well, I haven't worked out in a while, I say, I'm not talking about that heart. And when I say that, I, a 75% give me like a deer in the head, like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's a really good uh, share you just gave there. Plus another thing too, getting a dad's trust. It's very, very important. Dad and men, very, trust is very, very important to us. Mm-hmm. So I like how you highlighted those aspects in the last share you gave our audience. Mm-hmm. So Drew, back to you. Well, it reminded me the of when we talked with Dr. Charles Daniels and he shared about working with many of the fathers there. And in particular, um, I think he was he was talking about I'm losing it as we're, as I'm trying to share it with you right now. But um, he was basically talking about these men who had these barriers, internal but external barriers. And so what you were talking about with the judgment piece was this internal barrier. And the core of what we came to in the conversation with Dr. Daniels is the way that he helps these men and fathers through his organization um, is through learning to love themselves. And that's the core of it. So and he leads with compassion. And so what I heard you sharing is essentially the same message Dr. Daniels was talking about when you described your challenge as a dad. It was learning to actually be compassionate with yourself, to begin to love yourself and Mm -hmm. to not be critical of yourself and not to beat yourself up. And I, I know that well. I wrote an article quite a few years ago, you know, um, because it was about mistakes. I felt like I kept making these mistakes as a dad. uh, And it was hard because you feel guilt. Um, Sometimes you even feel shame. Mm -hmm. And then you beat yourself up over it even more. And it only puts you in a negative spiral. And so I said, here are the steps to overcome these mistakes and not take yourself down this negative spiral. And it's really a powerful piece. And so we've heard it it brought up in a couple different conversations. So I just want to say, um, you know, just connect those two points from Dr. Dr. Daniel said and what you were sharing there as far as the, the challenge piece. So what about flipping? Sounds like you want to comment, though. You want to share something? Well, it's interesting as you share that. Right. And I think that it's, you know, I, this is where, you know, I feel like a bit of contrarian sometimes because it's really got me to analyze, like, why do we think or believe certain things and, you know, the power of language. And, you know, it's this idea of like, trust is earned it's not given where and why that resonates with me if if i want someone to be able to open up their heart i must be willing to like give them give them trust first right so so it's this idea of like trust is given and then that trust is earned back right so again it's learning to you know to give to others what you want to receive back 
So, so it just really got me to think about this idea of, you know, why do many men, and I say that from someone who, who, why did I struggle for so many years? Because I wasn't willing to trust and open up my heart to others, or someone had to prove to me they were worthy of it. Where I've just learned that when you choose to, you know, find a seed of greatness in other people and learn to like really, you know, trust and open up your heart. Does it mean that you're like a, a like a, a doormat, but you just learn to maybe look at things through a positive lens, an optimistic lens that, you know, it's, it's, it's different what you begin to bring into your life. You know, I'll just quickly add on to that. And I love where this conversation has been going that I want to say to the dads and fathers and male caregivers out there, you have value need to realize that. And being a dad, father, a caregiver, you don't have to be perfect all the time. You have to be perfect at the right time. So hopefully in sharing that, at least one dad, father, caregiver, male caregiver out there just, just had a book taken out of their backpack and it's a little bit lighter in regards to that. So I think it's really, really important that, and you know, you know and again, one of the things we do at Dad Central is we, we applaud the dads out there. And, you know, in our course, Super Dad, Super Kids, the first module is about recognizing dads as super dads. So we just want to acknowledge the dads, the fathers, the male caregivers out there. You have value. You are super dads. It isn't easy, but just work on getting a little bit better each day. And if you need help, there are organizations like ours and other ones out there that are help, want to help you be better for yourself and better for your family. So I just wanted to put that there. Mm -hmm. yeah, and I'll add on to that, that the reason why dads are survival is because of what it means for children as they grow. Because when you are positively involved, when you contribute, when you when you um, be that influence for them, all of their um, development markers are improved when you're involved. So you want to see confident, successful kids. Dads need to be a critical part of that. So let's shift to focus on. Something um, like what's your proudest moment as a dad, JT? Yeah, recently, I my proud moment would be so I'll share this story with you. My my daughter, who's nine, you know, had an inspired idea, and I am someone who, again, you talk about you know being empathetic is the first step, but then be encouraging. Like I love if if Ed or Drew you said to me, "Hey, I have this idea." I'm like, tell me more, right? Like that idea of like encouraging others, right? I've learned is powerful. So my daughter had an inspired idea that she wanted to do a lemonade stand. And this was a few weeks ago. So I said, okay, tell me more. And she decided that she wanted to just give lemonade to people walking by, just, you know, just, just to bless them on their, their proverbial journey or their walk that day. And she decided that she would open it up to receiving. And she said, you know, uh, if people want to donate, great. If not, great. And fast forward. So she's out there for a couple hours. And it was amazing just to see her sit there. You know, she puts her little entrepreneur hat on and creates this lemonade, you know, goes with, goes with mom to go get lemonade and do, do all those things. And she, and she was there. And why it was such a powerful moment was... She was so just focused on serving the hearts of others, just, you know, just giving that glimmer of hope, helping people had a brighter day. And fast forward, the result was 
she ended up earning $80. Nice. Right. And I remember asking her, so, you know, and, and this is where, you know, my, my wife always laughs at me because she, she sometimes wonders like what level of conversations I have with my kids. And I, so I just asked my daughter. So typically most kids are, are told that they, sh- they should sell a cup of lemonade at lemonade stand for like at the most a dollar, you know, from what I've seen. And I asked her, I said, do you think that you sold $80 or sorry, 80 cups of lemonade? She's no, no, not even close. And I, I just helped see her that other people's perceptions do not have to become your reality. And I know that's sort of paraphrasing a Les Brown idea, and I just, I wanted her to see that when you focus on, on truly being of service to others, that you'll be richly rewarded in life. And in this case, she was, you know, richly rewarded financially, but just that lesson I felt is going to serve her even better along her journey. So that was kind of one of those moments where you start to realize that, you know, she's internalizing, you know, she's watching what mom and dad are doing and she's internalizing it. And she's starting to understand this idea of what it truly means to help and serve others. So that was one of those moments where I'm like, it just, yeah, just made my proverbial heart melt. Like that, like that. So when's her next lemonade stand next year? She, she actually did one two weeks later and she did it. <laughs> She did it as a way to donate. She did it with her brother. So again, she's bringing collaboration, you know, surrounding nice. herself with a strong and powerful team. And then she donated it to Terry Fox. Oh. So she's she's again willingly giving. And that and then from that idea, now she has a, a dog walking business that she has put up some flyers on the mailboxes. So again, just one inspired idea. It's interesting to watch just how it's inspiring to think bigger in life and how she can increase her level of service in this world. Yeah, that's a, a great example, Justin. I love the story. Um, but it's amazing the um, focus of serving first, not with the goal of receiving, but to serve others. And it reminds me, you mentioned a Les Brown quote, but it reminded me of the Zig Ziglar quote. It's a little bit of a, a way back, you know. Um, but it's, it, you can have everything in life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. And so it's really about how do you serve first and look what came to her as a real. So a really powerful story, really great, cool. And clearly she's an entrepreneur at heart, learning to be quite successful and coming up with ways that are going to serve a lot of other people. So that's, that's cool to hear. And I think there's so much, um, power in practical experiences like the kids learn these powerful lessons and a great opportunity as dad to come in and reinforce or bring out some key lessons as a result of that. That's great. Okay. So what advice would you have for dads listening today who want to go all in, in their fatherhood journey? Because maybe they haven't done it yet. How do they do it? Like, what's your advice? Yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm again, you know, what Ed was mentioned a few minutes ago, I think the first thing is, again, understanding that you are doing the best you can based on your current level of awareness. So understand it's not positive or negative, it's not good or bad. It just, you know, it's it's made you into the strong and powerful person you are. So removing that judgment, step one. Exactly, removing that judgment. And I would say that, and I would just remind them, like I like to every week on my 
on, on my podcast is this idea of you are deserving of greatness. You are worthy of greatness. You are greatness. And I, and I just, again, share and share that courage and, and pour it into other men. And then what I would say is my challenge would be, okay, like knowledge is potential power. Like all these ideas we're talking about, it's great. You know, it, it's going to make you feel good, like watching a YouTube clip. But what nugget of wisdom are you going to take and actually apply to your life on a consistent basis, focused, and just like, just start, right? And I think back to that Harry Truman, that imperfect action is better than perfect inaction. So, so again, just start. That's cool. I know that one of the individuals that uh, drew very much respects is a gentleman named John Maxwell. and. Uh, I had a number of years ago a chance to meet him and speak with him for 15 minutes. And for those who don't know about John Maxwell, he's one of the most well-renowned people when it comes to leadership for many, many years. He's written a number of books. So I had a chance to speak with him and I said, John, like, how did you write so many books on leadership? He just said, I just started. So just piggybacking on what you said, Justin, for dads, just start. Don't matter where you're at, just that. And it doesn't matter where you are, keep on going. It is a journey. It is a journey. So I just wanted to add that in. Drew, anything else you got? Well, no, I, I just wanted to say thank you, JT, for coming on the show, for sharing some of the stories and experiences that you've had in this journey of fatherhood uh, and in inspiring all of us to learn how to go all in on our fatherhood journey and really just getting started. If you're wherever you're at, just move forward from there. And I think it's been a real honor to have you back. And uh, why don't you tell people where they can get in touch with you and what's next for you? Yeah, no, I appreciate that. So I'm across all socials. So on Instagram and Twitter, at underscore JT underscore Sui. I'm at then LinkedIn. Um, I'm pretty active on there and just, again, sharing nuggets of wisdom that you could take and, and apply to your life. The best part is they'll help you have better health. They'll help you to have better relationships. They'll help you to have a better relationship around money and just really to, to be better at the game of life. Right. So uh, that's probably the best way and always open to, you know, having conversations and just, yeah, if there's anything I can do to help and serve you along your journey you know, uh, just ask. Wonderful. Justin, as always, again, thanks for making the time and taking the time to yeah. share with us and our, our family and our audience. And as always, all the best to you, your family, and the people that you serve, past, present, and future. And I have a feeling we'll see you back again soon. So thanks very much. Have an outstanding day. All right, there we go. Another great conversation, my man. What did you take from it today? Well, I think as we were talking, I was reminded of some of the work that we do at Dad Central and helping um, fathers and those who work with fathers uh, understand the importance that, that they have, obviously, to children's lives, but also to, I guess, value themselves. And in particular, you know, there's a message that we've sent out this week because it's for our My Dad Matters training. And I think it has, it's about focusing on strengths, 
focusing and working with fathers based on strengths and fathers being able to see the strengths. You know, we talked about mistakes, we talked about guilt, we talked about judgment. And so there, we want to remind people that we ha- we like to use these seven C's when you're working with fathers or when you're even as a father to recognize you've got these for yourself. So we want, we know that fathers have the desire and ability to one, commit to two, choose three, care four, change five, create six, connect and seven, communicate. And I'm going to share briefly a little definition for each of those, because this is who you are as a father. If you're listening, and this is, if you work with fathers, this is who fathers are. We want you to see them this way. So fathers have the ability to commit, to provide physical and ongoing support and involvement with the child throughout his or her lifetime, to choose to make day-to-day decisions for and with their children that meet each child's needs, to care, which is to attend to the important transitions in a child's life and to work to provide the optimal conditions that maximize their growth, to change, to adapt as children grow older and the father matures in his relationship with his children. I feel like this was a masterclass in that today. Fathers change, can change and do change to create, providing resources for material well-being and the resolution of problems that allow all um, that allow opportunities for the development of emotional well-being to connect, which is forming lasting and healthy attachments with their children and to communicate, to relate with children by sharing meaningfully with them, both verbally and non-verbally. So those seven C's, I think, are really critical. And I just wanted to um add them in at the end after what I think was a great conversation. Excellent. Drew's dropping knowledge bombs, everybody. Listen, listen, listen. And as we said before, great to listen, but make a decision and take action. Really, really important. And just one step at a time. I know most people are under the metric system, but when it was the old English imperial system, I would tell people yard by yard, too hard, inch by inch, it's a cinch. So that's what we're looking at today. So as always, want to thank our guests, our friends, our family. We want to thank you. Also remember that the Dad Central Show is sponsored by Doveman Plus Care. Doveman Plus Care believes care is the best of a man. And because when men care for themselves and others, there's a positive impact. Now, if you want to find out more information, hey, email us at podcast at dadcentral.ca. If you want to check out the show, thatcentral.ca forward slash podcast. And we have a pile of resources on our website, many of them free of charge, no charge at thatcentral.ca. And wherever you're listening or watching this, please subscribe and also tell other people and write reviews. We love the reviews. We love the subscription and also just tell people on it about what we're doing. So as always, I'd like to say thanks very much for watching or listening. Remember to give yourself grace and don't just manage your time, manage your energy, and we'll see you soon. Take care.